Welcome back to Should You Watch This with the Popcorn Priest, a weekly podcast for movie enthusiasts, ex-movie theater projectionists, new and old friends. Take the time to talk about a movie that we just watched and answer that very question, should or shouldn't you watch this? Welcome back. We're talking about Midnight Run, 1988. Everyone's talking about Midnight Run. This better be good. A non-stop, belly full of laughs, says Jeffrey Lyons. Belly full of laughs. You like that? <laughs> it's hilarious, like how movies are described back in the day compared to now. There is an interesting way in which comedy ages, for sure. Gene Shalit. <laughs> the movie master. I'm enjoying it. Midnight Run, rated R. Starts Wednesday at theaters everywhere. It's kind of crazy how they build that with that. That was a TV spot. Mm-hmm. So. Well, if you haven't listened to part one, please go do that now, and you'll get all the juicy details of the film. But we're going to jump into this review. Popcorn trivia. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. All right, the idea to have Jack Walsh continually checking his watch and the whole backstory related to his habit was all De Niro's idea. Hmm. Really? It's a collaborative yeah. process. I really liked that. I liked that whole maybe. So he maybe he line. was doing method acting with this for sure. You had mentioned that last week, but it's for sure he was yeah. method still. Yeah, he had not yet descended into kind of the the later cash grab. I'll just do whatever. <laughs> Good for him, though. Zach Efron. Who's that? Of course, like, why even be mad? Off. Yeah, <laughs> I only have a couple more trivia points because there's not a lot that I could find about this movie, but. One thing that I thought was interesting is Charles Grodin had permanent scars resulting from the real handcuffs handcuffs he had to wear for a great deal of the film. Even though they had rubber and plastic handcuffs that could be used in wider shots, De Niro, ever the method actor, yes, aforementioned, encouraged Grodin to wear the steel ones in most <laughs> scenes. Can you imagine him just like, Grodin, you got to wear the real ones. Well, you think, I mean, if cutting anything, you think you'd leave them a little loose so they weren't cutting into his skin. No, like no, that, that would have that would have detracted from the drama and the realness. An outstanding Chicago police officer wouldn't t- cuff you so exactly. bad bleeding on your wrists. Can you imagine, like, every time you look down at your wrists, you remember your role in Midnight Run? Well, I mean, it's... A little less severe than like Johnny Depp, though, who probably tattoos himself every time he does a show. And Do you think just, he does that? Well, he left a lot of them from Pirates of the Caribbean that are real. Oh, those are real. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah. Know that. Oh, yeah. He's covered in them. So I have one more trivia point. Actor Yafet Kato, Kato, Koto, agent Alonzo Mosley, commented in a 2015 interview Midnight Run was practically the most difficult movie I ever made. Marty, <laughs> Marty Brest which I love his last name, doesn't do one take. (laughs) He shoots a lot of footage, one take after another, all kinds of different ways, experimenting to see if something extraordinary happens. (laughs) Then even if it does, he'll try something else. I didn't know whether it was a comedy or a drama. I could, it could go either way. Learned how to be like an annoying director to actors (laughs) from Stanley Kubrick or something. What I, what I was surprised about is what I thought was going to be funny was funny. And what I thought was going to be dramatic was even funnier. (laughs) That's I, I mean, the tone is it, it It kind of, it jumps around a a little bit. He tries to make all his intros. Yeah. Like that TV spot saying it's like a belly full of laughs. No. Bizarre. It's, 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 (laughs) Gene Shalit says so. He doesn't lie. (laughs) Like, it's not like, 
yeah, some slapstick like vacation movie or anything like that. Yeah, no. It kind of makes Naked it seem like gun. well, it makes it seem like it's planes, trains, and automobiles, but with guns instead. But it's hardly the case at all. I mean, yeah, it's like it's essentially like the action comedy of like I don't know, like Lethal Weapon, but with less action or and more drama. Yeah, <laughs> and there wasn't a lot of the story. I mean, there's the violence, but. Yeah, not a, not a lot yeah, of like, no, like blood that, or. It's mainly just the f word. Yeah, it's just swearing. It's just a lot of swearing. The yeah. As the writing goes, yeah, because yeah, like it opens There's a lot of like that, fire, but the, everyone's terrible not, at shooting. Not, oh no, not, there's really not that because I thought there would be more because like again I didn't really know the because it opens with like that one like well the shootout in the apartment yeah where he like shoot shoots the, the shotgun through the that door. was great and I love that opening scene. And so I was like, okay, well, that's what this movie is. But then, like, it really isn't. There's only no. another, like, one other scene where there's, like, gunfire exchanges, and it's not that violent when it happens. And that scene towards the end where, um, what's the mob boss's name? Serrano. Serrano is in the limo with Grodin. Oh, and he oh, yeah. backhands He's like, backhands That was show. probably, yeah, that was like this. I'm like, going to go kill your wife after <laughs> yeah. I have it. That was, like, where the stakes were actually raised to where you, like. Now, here's yeah. my backhand. Yeah, that that was dark, but the rest of the film I thought would be darker, and it wasn't. Yeah, it like has, if you really, were gonna make this now, like like or like movies that are like similar to it now, like like it reminded me of like Children of Men. Yeah, like with like the one person like with another person trying to get to a certain spot, oh. like but that's like super gritty and like like really tense. Whereas this yeah. never really is, no. and it's not really trying to be at all. No, it tries to be sweet like, and yeah. funny and then intense yeah, and then it's, like, it's like joking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, planes, and trains, and automobiles where he doesn't. And even at like the end when, when he's like, come here, I need to, I need to show you something. <laughs> he gives them all those Getting thousands. close here. Yeah. I got something I want to share. Well, that brings us to our next category. Where's the beef? Sharing. Hey, where's the beef? So this is popcorn beefs. I only have one beef with the film, and this is kind of interesting. Paramount Pictures originally owned the rights to the film. To improve the film's chances at the box office, the studio wanted a big-name star to appear opposite De Niro. It was suggested that the character of John Duke Mardukas be changed to a woman and be played by Cher. Oh, yeah. I would have ruled. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can you imagine that? Moonstruck 2. I would have ruled. Boogaloo. So Martin Brest, love your name, however, rejected the gender switch idea, so Paramount Pictures suggested giving the role to Robin Williams. No. Oh, my gosh. They really wanted a buddy comedy. Like, <laughs> who had recently uh, had a big hit with Good Morning Vietnam. Williams what, how long were they going with this thing? Listen to this. Williams read and liked the script and agreed to audition. I could have seen a Williams yeah. be doing that. I, that would have been fine. In the meantime, however, like. Brest had auditioned the less famous Charles Grodin and had liked Grodin's interaction with De Niro. As such, Brest cast Grodin without auditioning Williams. Paramount Pictures decided to drop out of the project, selling the rights to Universal because of that. It went ahead <laughs> with De Niro and Grodin casting. That's crazy that they like, I'm, I'm, we're out, you got to go get other financing. Well, but it kind of... It- Gives you an idea of what tone they were originally trying to go for, at least what the studio was hoping for. I mean, you hear all this stuff about recasting on older movies and stuff, but or or possible casting. Would it have been better with Williams, or do you like it? More I, I don't. Well, think it would have been better. I don't. I think it would have been the same because Groden's character is so like he's just there. To I be love there. how annoying he is. Yeah, no, so, so awesome. You know what I'm saying is like this would have been better with John Candy. 
Oh, <laughs> to continue my planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> that would be but it's just you just John need to, Candy is the guy. He was he's it's just a character that's playing a sympathetic shoulder to De Niro, who's you know supposed to be the focus of the film. I mean, you could have gotten any number of people in there, and it still would have been fine. You could have had Nicolas Cage in there, just play it level headed. Still worked. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. He would have been way that's too a hot take. Yeah, he would have been way too young there. He wouldn't have been believable as oh, an accountant. That's true. That's Peggy Sue era. All right. Do you guys have any other beefs? Do you have any beefs with the film? And things you hated, didn't like, it, wanted? It could have been 10, 15 minutes shorter. They really stretched. It's, yeah, I agree. They didn't really explain much of Groden's backstory in terms of like where he came from or why he did what he did. Yeah, they, they did. Just, well, but they rushed through it in like one <laughs> conversation because then it all got back to De Niro and focused on him and his family. They could have either kind of expanded on Groden's story or cut out about 10, 15 minutes of it. Just made it like a little more zippy in terms of the storyline. Would it have made it better or worse to have one scene where he's like interacting before, you know, he embezzles the money, like with the mobsters? They the cut side, it it's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Or it's is because, yeah. Yeah, I think that would have been too much. Mm. Well, I don't know. they could have explored a little more before while he's tracking him down or, you know, he could have followed him a little bit more instead of just springing up, you know, mm. in the first 15 minutes and then the rest of it being them kind of tied to each other for the journey across America. I thought that they were handcuffed together for more of the movie because, like, that's all I've seen of it, really. Yeah. And, like, well, that's all that's on the posters. Yeah, I know. And there's like, there's like one little bit where he's actually handcuffed to him. So that, that was very. I mean, he keeps handcuffing him. Yeah. But, but then he's he, like, he's uh, just handcuffed to like a stall or something. Yeah. He's never like, I thought they. Like the whole time he was. Yeah, I was understood. When he throws the keys away, like, and after handcuffing himself to the guy, I thought that was like, oh, this is the, the rest of the, the movie. The rest of the movie. And and there was, was like, no. there was like 45 minutes after that. Yeah, no. And he, he that was not what the f- format of that movie was. He's just yeah. like after the, that that has changed, he just un- unhandcuffs himself. Yeah. Well, that kind of brings us to our next so, yeah, category. False advertising. That's my complaint. We've <laughs> handcuffed together for more. Marketing didn't do their job. That's right. They lied to me. It's the John Carter of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John Carter, dude. That's, that's insane. That's not a, that's not a good movie. <laughs> I kind of like John Carter. I liked it. I don't care what I think we talk, I think we've talked about this. We ha- we talk about it all the time. It's one of those hot button movies. It's re- it's it's pretty it good. It should have been better than it was. Well. <laughs> Speaking of better than it was, this brings us to our next category, popcorn puzzles. A sphincter says what? What? A sphincter says what? What? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I have a couple of I have a couple of puzzles. Exactly. So the boxcar scene where Walsh and Mardukas discuss whether or not they could ever be friends was almost entirely improvised on set. Regarding Groden's famous line, "You've ever had sex with an animal, Jack?" He was told by the director Martin Brest to come up with something that was guaranteed to make even De Niro laugh. I thought that was like pretty crazy that's like that's weird yeah that felt like a weird random line that was weird and then de niro if it was improvised he's like oh yeah i'd have a couple ago at one of the chickens that's so weird things that makes a popcorn puzzle (laughs) another one de niro was looking for some lighter material to do initially he wanted to play the lead in penny marshall's big from 1988 but the studio wasn't interested in having de niro play the role he was then offered the movie which he liked the the tom hanks big tom hanks big that wouldn't have worked that would have been wild that would have been wild (laughs) they should have put robin williams as tom hanks instead just made him a really old man i mean that would have been 
interesting too but de niro yeah that would have been wild that would have been crazy that's why i was like what when i read that here's i'm just gonna rapid fire all these two because this shotgun them puzzles me no end and i and i who knows if any of this is true i hate i hate all the speculation of like that's who knows um who was gonna be cast or not but when Paramount Pictures had obtained the script, they lined up Harrison Ford as Jack Walsh <laughs> and Chevy Chase as the Duke. That sounds that, belie- would have that been, sounds believable. That would have been all- Chevy Chase could have done that perfectly. Chevy Chase oh, would have been Chevy amazing. Chase would have fit right into this type of movie. Like that yeah, was, especially at that. It um, reminded me kind of like Fletch in yes, like some of the ways, especially as far perfect. as like the. He's like laid back, the, but he's yeah. like in your face, and all of the like identity theft and lying. Yeah, that would just, have been great. <laughs> it's and a very steak, similar type of movie for the, the steak sandwiches. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a bunch more names: Al Pacino, Jack. Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> they were also Jack Nicholson for the role of of Walsh. Jack Nicholson, I could see. Well, I could see Jack Nicholson being one of the mobsters. Or okay, being here, here's some names for the surround Jimmy Serrano's character: Ron Perlman, Dennis Hopper. Harvey Keitel. They're all the mm-hmm. exact same it's, kind of Ray Liotta. Yes. It's like, yeah, they're, they're all fitting in. Like that. There was an era of, it was like, these are the guys who play these. Let's guys. find a mobster. <laughs> and yeah. Alec Baldwin. That one doesn't track at all. Yeah, wasn't he super young then? <laughs> yeah. That's time for Red October. No, that's even earlier. It would have been earlier. That was yeah. 90s. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, never mind. Like late earlier. 20s? Here's Absurd. like a billion names, and none of these can be real, but these were also considered for Jack Walsh. But considered could just mean they had their headshots on a wall. Yeah, this is probably all fake and false. But Mel Gibson, Kurt Russell, Michael Keaton. I just can't believe how many names I could find. Richard Gere, Burt Reynolds, Clint Eastwood, Charles because, Bronson. Because a lot of them just fit in that leading man. Yeah, it's like, like back then. Just, yeah, uh, like somebody a could have made it work. Like Gene Hackman, Don Johnson, Tommy Lee Jones, John Travolta, Schwarzenegger. Uh, Mickey oh. Rourke, oh. Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger and Chevy Schwarzenegger. Chase. <laughs> Schwarzenegger and Chevy Chase. You that imagine that movie? Yeah, uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, John Voight, Michael Douglas, Dustin Hoffman, and Stallone. I think you've considered. named just about every popular I know, actor. exactly. Yeah. It makes me wonder uh, the person writing. And here's like the that. last two uh, for Duke. Who else was making movies in this time? Bill yeah. Murray and Steve Martin. Bill Murray would have fit into Steve Martin would have Steve worked Martin perfectly. As well. as in fact, I always thought that uh, what the guy from Groden? The I always thought he was Steve Martin. Yeah, <laughs> when you're like when I was like what Beethoven, I was like, hey, he's from the guy from Beethoven. That's Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and this one goes back to a callback to um, Noble Gas Tribe was saying John Goodman um, was considered, and John Candy was considered for the role of Marvin Dor- Dorf- Dorfler. John Candy is a bit, well, I guess it kind of works. Because, I mean, that's the role he plays in that movie with. Which one's Marvin? Trains in He's the other bounty hunter that keeps catching up with De Niro oh. throughout the film. With the John Goodman, they could, that would have worked. That would have been actually, awesome. He was like that, wearing, John wearing, the, been wearing the vest from. Uh, from but could he have Nick like Lebowski? moved around? Yeah, I guess he could have. That would have well, been I, awesome. Or, yeah, like, he uh, would have been able to move around. I mean, in the 80s, he would have been fine. Yeah. I think he'd be fine now. I actually think he's healthier now. <laughs> I only have one more category, which is popcorn redemption. Meaning what? This is, well. I have exercised the demon. This is the category that allows us to say things that we like instead of ending on a downer note of all the things we hated about a movie. We, we always wind up on an upper note. What are you talking about? This is always positive. 
So, I'm going to start picking bad movies. That's what this is all sounding <laughs> that's like. That's my today. job. Sorry. Don't you dare. You know, like make you all watch Torque, which is a great movie that is bad. No. <laughs> what is that? It's Have the, you not it's seen the Fast Torque? and Furious of motorcycle it's amazing. movies. It's so bad. It's on, it's HBO, it's so on HBO Max right now. I remember the poster for that <laughs> they were when like, we were at the theater. There was two. There's a scene with two girls on motorcycles that basically fight each other. They use their it's bikes so like sick. weapons. It's, it's so, so dumb. It's uh, amazing. That looks so horrible. You need to see it. No. It's good. I'll... Uh, well, actually, I can't veto that because I vetoed. That's right. You already used your veto. I vetoed which yeah. a long time ago, and I, I'll never say no. Yep. Sorry. That wasn't your pick. <laughs> yes, it, it was. was mine. Oh. No, it was, it was, it mine. was, it was for Elbow Gas Tribes. Oh, I right. thought it was a good pick, and he was like, I'm scared. <laughs> I, was, I was terrified. Scared. That trailer scared the crap out of me. It's a good movie. It is good. So here's my popcorn redemption. His next movie comes out in April next year. Yeah. In his 1989 autobiography, It Would Be So Nice If You Weren't Here, Charles Grodin mentions that Robert De Niro had prepared for his role by going on actual drug busts with teams of detectives. <laughs> the way they like, the way they research for movies is so, so funny. Weird. It's he, so listen pointless. to this. He had befriended a Los Angeles homicide detective who kept him regularly informed on the daily L.A. murder rate, and had traveled to Chicago, his character's hometown, to work with the police there. <laughs> Listen how this contrasts with Groden. Meanwhile, Groden's research was limited to a 10-minute phone call to his business manager, Ralph Goldman, <coughs> to ask how the transfer of millions of embezzled dollars would technically be done. <laughs> be, yeah, because Groden was just... All he was there to do was to ask questions of Robert De Niro. Uh, like, Robert De Niro, like, the, didn't he file his teeth down for Cape Fear? That's whenever he was like, into like, sharp points and then got them fixed after. He's Are you kidding me? Crazy man. That isn't real. That's what I thought, but... I don't know. It's but really look right. what Christian Bale's done to his body yeah. in oh, terms of gosh. method acting. And then you know what? For the amount of money they're making, I I respect them. That, that is probably what they're justifies. Like, I will be insane because I shouldn't be making this much money otherwise. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you, you... Well, and then you got Shia LaBeouf pulling teeth and like... Yeah, going nuts. On Fury that... Pulling awesome. teeth? Yeah, he pulled a tooth. Really? For that movie? Mm-hmm. He just pulled a tooth out. Classy. Yeah. It's like, it was... That movie was dope. Fury? Fury was great. It was pretty cool. (laughs) Any other redeeming (laughs) things you want to mention about Midnight Run before we wrap this up? The amount of quiet. the amount of extra cop cars they include is mind. You're gonna have to cut out that second of, of, of <laughs> contemplation. It makes us really dumb. Let me think. We're like, uh, I like the part mm. where the pictures moved I and like, there was sound to them. <laughs> I liked how that one feller kept stealing the other fella's the cigarettes. Pictures were moving and the sound to them made me think it was like real life, but. <laughs> But, uh, but not. I often wonder about all the automobile repairs they're going to have to be. I love the logo. <laughs> the logo is dope. It's so you cool. You like the Danny Elfman soundtrack? I'd, I'd love the soundtrack. The music is hilarious. The music is the funniest part. because It of how stands out. It's 80s sure. to a T. That is, yeah. It like, does stand it, out. For sure. Like, you would never confuse this for a movie like, made now or in the 70s. No. <laughs> I'm waiting for what's-his-name from Die Hard to go rolling by in his cop car in the back in the background. Don't you besmirch. No, no, no. I just mean it's like, it's it's totally the 80s They're, cop vibe. Oh, right? okay. I, was I just mean, say, if you're going to talk I, no, about no, no, Die no. Hard in a. No, I just mean like, <laughs> you're half light. expecting to see like Mel Gibson and like Bruce Willis like drive by in the background, like last action hero kind of thing, the way they all interact. They're going to do another 
Die Hard, and I'm so in for it. Uh, I am not. Did you not see the last one? No, yes, the last he, one no he did. I was there with him when I watched it. <laughs> Cole went with me to we the, saw all five the, of them. the yes. marathon. <laughs> we sat for five Die Hard movies yeah, in a theater. It was like 12 hours. Like two are actually good. And <laughs> no, three are good. One, three, and four are the best ones. Two and five are just awful. Two is hilariously bad. Five was just boring. Three is great. Three and four are the best. Three is good. Four is and number the first one is awesome. Well, it's good. It's the best Christmas. I just three and four are just crazy as heck. They just go all out. That fighter jet that he has to destroy with a. It was hilarious. It was such. It was such a different movie though. It was anyway. Well, this wouldn't be. (laughs) Should you watch this with brain wrap brains and? Noble Gas Tribe without us derailing me, yeah, me something else. Should hey, it's this? it's movie related. We're talking <laughs> yeah. about films and how they all yeah. correlate together. Any, any you, parting thoughts yeah, from Midnight like Run? There is no see, spoon. Yeah, if you want to see the way movies used to be where they could be longer, they weren't so fine-tuned and whittled down to mm-hmm. like maximize profit. The golden age of celluloid. <laughs> It's a fun, warm embrace of a movie. It's and it's on like, it's on Netflix. So nostalgia. Just... It's never really like that tense or like nerve wracking to watch. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of it's smooth. It's what smooth. <laughs> there you have it. It goes down smooth. It's Midnight watchable. Run. So smooth. It's smooth. Well, Cole, any any parting thoughts? I don't want to. I always cut you off at the end because he's <laughs> negative and That's he fine. deserves. I, to hey, cut hey off. I'm negative. <laughs> Bad vibes. <laughs> Look who's talking. No, I'm good. It was. Right. I liked it. I liked it. Smooth. Just goes Me- down smooth. Lar- like medium medicine. or large <laughs> bucket from the popcorn priest. Wait, how many stars? I, a good amount of stars. Such as well, it's not a billion. Trillion, not a billion trillion stars or thousands of but stars. It's, so it's what a, is it? It's a warm embrace of stars. Which is how many? <laughs> you know, how many, it's, it's how many stars you can wrap your arms around and hug. It's a warm embrace of stars. From the eighties, it's a it's a warm embrace of watchable stars. Watchable stars. <laughs> and Brain Rap Brains gives it a th- uh, three out of four, which apparently which I give to all films. All so films, just a, just yeah. Unless it's really bad, it's really got no good. taste. Everything tastes the same. Vanilla, the same for gold. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, I, we need to start picking bad movies. I think that's no. the real. That's the real. I'm we can start we, doing it. We no. can watch Macbeth again in case you missed something the first time. No, stop. Just, just confused, stop. poorly paced nonsense. That's what. That's what's coming up. Nope. Hey, I won't subject <laughs> hey Lamb is going to be that. good. I'll have you know. A random, that is going to be confusing uh, and hilarious. A random foreign Swedish film is just what this <laughs> club needs. I oh, tell that's you, it's a great well. pick. I hope you do it. Well, with that, gentlemen, hit me up on the Twitters or the Instas if you want to interact with the great Popcorn Priest at Popcorn Priest. Drop me a line and say hi. How often do you get hit up on Instagram? Dude, I told you about the gentleman in the UK that talked to me. No, I know, but do you have any more followers? Like I'm, I, I'm gaining so many followers. Instagram seems more toned down than Facebook. I can't stand to use Facebook anymore. No. Just join. Just join the, I join did. the conversation. People trying to like sell you drugs on there. Yes, they try. And, <laughs> have you gotten any of those offers to manage your social media account? I get them all the time on Instagram. You you, you probably have more followers than I do. Oh, I, it's all my weird family members. Well, share the show, man. Yeah, I try. Well, I love movies and would love it if you'd share the love. Share this with the movie lover in your life. Another way to support the show is by throwing a few shekels at the priest. Visit popcorn, oh, excuse me. Shekel the show. <laughs> Visit patreon.com forward slash popcorn priest and see what other extra perks you can enjoy. As always, thanks for listening. Peace out. And, oh, shoot.
And play the wrong sound effect, folks. As always. Turns out he was more on number one. (laughs) Thanks to my guests. Two calls. That's our best ever. (laughs) And Brain Wrap Marines. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Join us next week for apparently a bad movie that we're going to review. It's going to be a great movie. You have no idea. Yeah. Well. Numi Rapace never makes a bad movie. She's made so many. Well, (laughs) see you guys next week. Whatever. Thanks for joining us.